Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of The Crude Report. This is our podcast series on trends in the global oil markets. And today we want to talk about the market effects of Hurricane Ida, which hit the Gulf Coast at the end of August, and it was the most damaging hurricane in the Gulf Coast since Hurricane Katrina back in 2005. Specifically today, we want to talk about the damage that Ida did to the Mars pipeline infrastructure, which delivers medium sour crude from the offshore platforms into the market hub of Clavelli, Louisiana. So joining us to explain all of this is our deputy crude editor of Vargas's crude markets editorial team based in Houston. That's Amanda Smith. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Hi, Jeff. And as Amanda introed, my name is Jeff Kralowitz. I do business development based in Houston. So, Amanda, maybe the best place we could start is by having you tell us a little bit about how bad the damage was from Ida and what is West Delta 143, which we hear so much about. Sure. So initially, with the approach of Ida, it shut in nearly all of the roughly 1.8 million barrels per day of offshore crude production in the U.S. Gulf. We saw staff left platforms, things were were shut down. Um, And then Ida, when it came ashore, it went right over Forshawn, Louisiana, which is where the Mars pipeline comes through. Early inspections by air by Shell made it clear that their West Delta 143 platform was down and had suffered damage. This platform, it's at a critical place where there's multiple lines coming together. So from the Mars platform, Ursa and Olympus. Um, so those, those come together and meet at that West Delta 143 platform offshore. So we estimate that roughly 240,000 barrels a day of crude is processed there that goes into the Mars crude stream. Um, now, the total Mars crude stream, about 370 to 400,000 barrels per day of Mars is delivered to loop typically, which is the pricing point for Mars, Clavelli, Louisiana. And then there's about 100, 140,000 barrels per day, it varies, that goes to Empire, Louisiana. So let's stop there just a second to be clear. In the weeks after the storm, it was not all of Mars production that was cut off, but just the part that flowed ashore through the West Delta 143 platform. And I think you said, Amanda, that's about 240,000 barrels a day. But now we have news that some of the crude flow through West Delta 143 has been restored. Can you explain what's going on there? Yes, that's right. So Shell said on October 4th that some repairs have been made to the West Delta 143 facility and that they have been able to restart the Olympus platform. So they had previously said that that part uh, would restart sometime this quarter. Um, now, the Mars platform and Ursa platform production remain shut in. Uh, Shell said last month that the part that handles the production from those platforms, so the West Delta 143A platform, will not be in service until sometime in early 2022. Okay, so that's that's really helpful. It kind of brings us up to the early days of October in terms of where we are with West Delta uh, 143 functioning. So maybe this is a good time to step back a little bit and talk about why is Mars such a big deal in the Gulf Coast crew markets? What role or roles does it play? So, yes, the Mars is a key medium sour feedstock for Louisiana refineries. It's very actively traded in the spot market. It's a transparent market. We see we are able to assess that price uh, readily. There's an active financial contract settled using the Argus Mars price index. 
It's also one of three grades that's used in the ASCII price, the Sour Crude Benchmark price by Arcus. That's part of the official price formulas for the Saudi, Iraqi, and Kuwaiti imports to the United States. And then Mars has also become a popular export grade, mostly through Loop to Asia. So it sounds as if Mars is a pillar of the Gulf Coast crude markets in a lot of ways. It's part of ASCII, it's an export grade, and it's a key feedstock for the refineries along the Mississippi River. So with all of that said, I'm wondering how Argus continued to publish a daily price for Mars, which is such an important grade, if West Delta 143 has been down and the main platforms producing Mars had to be shut in. There's a couple of things. So we're we're still seeing spot trade in the market most days. So that's what our price does reflect in terms of actual crude that's flowing uh, into the Mars stream. Uh, Shell has said that the Amberjack pipeline is running normally. And so the Amberjack typically puts in like 245 to 265 barrels per day into the Mars pipeline at Forshawn. There's also... Mars crude that would come out of storage. There's uh, dedicated storage in Loop Caverns in Clavelli. So some can also trade out of storage. So we've still seen Mars spot volume being reported uh, nearly every day. And then, of course, we can also look for our methodology to other markets as a guide to help assess it. So we can look to, you know, like Poseidon or SGC and look at relationships between them to be able to assess if there's not sufficient trade on a given day to assess it with a volume-weighted average for Mars, as we typically would do. Great. So there's still plenty of price signals in this market. And, and a minute ago, you mentioned ASCII. Maybe this is a good time to talk about how ASCII has been affected by this situation with Mars. Sure. So the ASCII price it is a composite of all trades from Mars, SGC, and Poseidon. Um, now, when we launched that back in 2009, we designed it with hurricanes in mind, like what would happen if a crude stream was knocked out. So it's actually a volume-weighted average of all the trades each day reported for those three grades as if it were one, you know, they're all in the same basket together, as long as there's a minimum of 6,000 barrels per day in trade. And the liquidity has still been pretty uh, pretty good. We do have methodology if there's under 6,000 barrels per day, looking at the um, assessments for each individual grade and then applying what the past percentages have been. And that's spelled out in our methodology more in detail. But the ASCII price discovery really has continued to be pretty robust despite the hurricane damage and situation. Okay. So thanks for that. I think it's helpful to understand exactly what methodology we use in coming up with ASCII. So recently, I mean, last night, I uh, charted Mars price relative to NYMEX Cushing, and it, it's actually declined a bit in the last few days, which intuitively sounds a little strange for a grade that has had half of its supply cut off. What's going on with that? So there's a few things that have I guess, weighed on that price. So initially, there was a emergency release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, it was at 3.3 million barrels, and about uh, so 3 million of that is sour. So that was directly for refinery that is impacted from the hurricane. There's also already planned a 20 million barrel SPR release, which is sour crude. Um, that's going to be delivered in October, November, and December. So that's also a factor. So maybe before some of that perhaps would have been exported or other could have been exported, but now 
it'll be able to meet some of the shortfalls from from so much Mars production being online. And also the price signals with the Mars being stronger earlier actually prompted some Russian neurals to to come. So there's two cargos, two Aphromaxes on their way right now, Russian neurals that are expected to reach loop in mid-October. So that's about 1.5 million barrels in two Aphromaxes. And then there was one that already unloaded around September 20th, and it had been originally expected to discharge in Corpus Christi. And then it switched paths and went to loop and offloaded at loop. You know, I always have my eyes out for impacts on Canadian crude. You mentioned Urals, you mentioned the SPR release, but are there other grades that can substitute for Mars while the Mars supply is kind of impacted here? There are different options and different things that can be done. So there's other Gulf Coast grades, so like Poseidon or even lighter grades like Thunder Horse or Benito, and, and there's different tweaks that the refineries can make. Uh, we know that when there were issues with Southern Green Canyon, like a year or so ago that we saw refiners blend heavy Canadian with light crude to kind of create a substitute SGC. So it's possible something like that could be done um, for Mars as well. Uh, we could see an increase in Basra or Saudi grades or Kuwaiti, Brazilian heavy sweet, Colombian grades. So we could see refiners increase their nominations for certain barrels, or we could see different blends being made from different components to kind of make up for that shortfall. Okay, thanks. I think that completes the picture pretty well. We are running out of time, but Amanda, I want to give you a chance to answer a question about what we should expect to see in the future from Mars. As you mentioned, some of the flow through West Delta 143 has now been restored, and we expect the rest of the flow through that platform to be restored sometime throughout the first quarter of next year. But looking even beyond that, what do you think the role of Mars is going to be going forward? Sure, Jeff. So uh, we have every reason to believe that Mars will continue, the Mars price will continue to be widely used and that it will function as a, a solid regional benchmark. Um, so and it's going to be exported again when the Arbitrage supports that. The price uh, indications will continue to be important. The Argus Mars price uh it's actually being used as the price in the formula for the SPR sale for the 20 million barrels of the SPR sale. So we really do think that Mars is just going to continue being a strong secondary benchmark for the Gulf Coast. Okay, well, thank you very much for this has been a great kind of uh, context builder for what's going on at the Gulf Coast after the storms. So I thank you for that. And I want to remind those who are listening that Argus has, of course, daily coverage on all of this in both an international and our America's crew reports. But we also have a suite of other crude related services like the Latin Markets Report, a logistics publication called Petroleum Transportation North America. Uh, we have daily waterborne freight report, a weekly global markets report that looks at the arbitrages globally for crude and refined products and what are the fundamentals that, that feed that. So there's lots of stuff that we could uh, tell you about. And so please don't hesitate to be in touch with us or check out our website at argusmedia.com for more information about that. And uh, also please join us again for another edition of The Crude Report. 